tuning in to the online broadcast network, AfterBuzz TV. Over 20 million weekly downloads in over 150 countries, and your number one source for after-show entertainment. Very good, Johnson. TV, the destination for TV superfans, producing aftershows for over 300 of your favorite TV shows, interviewing celebrities and showrunners, and bringing you behind-the-scenes exclusives. All thanks to E! Entertainment's Maria Menounos, producer Kevin Undergaro, and internet leader Akamai. Now, let the buzz begin! Yeah, yo! Yeah, yo! This better have my money! If you haven't noticed our uh, money theme Every episode Those rich kids gotta be about money <laughs> Welcome back everyone Welcome to our Rich Kids After Show I am Haley Clover I will be your host for today And I'm joined by my co-host I'm Christina Kaplan. What's up, girl? What's up, girl? How you doing? I'm all right. A little under the weather? A little under the weather, but I'm pulling through for yeah. the rich kids, because... Because you got to do it. I got to. <laughs> well, thank you so much for joining us. If you haven't watched our show before and you haven't subscribed on YouTube, please do so. Hit that subscribe button. That way you can see all of the other amazing after shows that AfterBuzz has to offer. Um, so good episode today. Yes. Another one that I really enjoyed. Um, a little bit more drama today than last week. Thank yeah. goodness. Cause last week I was getting a little, I was ready for something big to happen. Yeah. I feel like overall this season has been a little bit less. There has been a little bit less drama than in seasons past. I feel like this season is more suspenseful. Mm-hmm. Like we're wait, we found out kind of what the drama is going to be like in the first episode or first two episodes. And now we have to wait until getting close to the end of the season. We're already on, you know, episode six. It's mm-hmm. called hashtag hate is going to hate. Yeah, no, um, you're right. It's suspenseful is a good word to use because, like you said, we found out what the drama is. But now it's are they going to make up? We don't know, you know, so. Exactly. It's kind of, and then we got, we saw the previews, which obviously we can talk about later about, you know, obviously Roxy is not having it. Not going to London. No. Yeah, well, let's talk about that a little bit later. We're going to end with Roxy because she was kind of the middle of a lot of today's drama. Um, but first, I wanted to start with Dorothy. She had a big role in tonight's episode, um, talking about her voice and her upbringing with her parents and how they expected her to be pretty much a perfectionist, you know, Um, and kind of everything had to be perfect when she grew up and they they let her know when she wasn't. And um, it was interesting to me how how much it actually affected her. I don't think, you know, every week we hear talk about how her voice is annoying or people say her voice is annoying, but... I don't think you realize how, like, vulnerable and how hurt she actually was over all of those comments. What did you think when you saw all of her, you know, her reactions towards that? Yeah, I mean, I was, I could could understand where she was coming from because 
it's hard, I'm sure, growing up her whole life, people, kids, when you get bullied as a kid, it really kind of resonates a little bit more with you than as an adult when you can just be like, whatever, I don't care what you say. Right. But if it's something that she clearly was made fun of her whole life, and now that she's so present in the spotlight of, you know, all different kinds of media outlets, there's... 10 times more opportunity for people to comment negatively about her voice, which is clearly an insecurity that she's always had. Right. And so it was kind of, I felt really bad for her because we've seen Dorothy be vulnerable before, but over things that aren't, I mean, like over a boy or something kind of silly, whereas this was really kind of hit home with her and she exposed the fact that Well, it was almost like a stereotypical Asian family, as you always hear that the Asian parents are very hard on their children, and why didn't you get an A plus and you just got an A? Like, that's not good enough, you know? So it wasn't shocking, especially with how successful her dad is, that he expected that from her, but, I mean, she's still obviously holding on to it. Well, some of the comments seemed you know, really mean, almost like it wouldn't make her feel better about, you know, or not even better, but like it wouldn't make you want to work harder to be perfect. Yeah. It just like would kind of hurt your feelings. Like when she said they went out to dinner and people would say, oh, you know, Dorothy, your daughter is so independent. She's so smart. And she said her parents would say, oh, you know, no, actually she's not. She just really can fool people really well. Yeah, she tricks people to think that. I mean, that's so mean. Could you imagine having a kid and being able to say that to them? No. No. Like, obviously, kids do things wrong. And as a parent, you say, listen, you know, maybe, like, that was wrong, you know, whatever. But you accept them for how they are. I don't know, but we did see Dorothy's mom um, a little bit in this episode, and to me, she does seem loving, but she even said, you know, she doesn't show that love in her heart because that's how kids don't get spoiled. I think it just all has to do with how, you know, she grew up as well. It seems a little bit of an oxymoron for her to say that, though, because I just look back on that very first episode of Rich Kids of Beverly Hills when we see Dorothy with her 30 Birkin bags. Right. Which probably the cheapest one is, I don't know, 15,000. Yeah, 10, yeah. 15,000 dollars. So obviously she was not working. It was not her money that bought those. So for, for her mom to say, oh, you keep the love inside your heart. That's how you don't spoil the kids. I'm like, Mm, right, she's extremely spoiled. I don't spoiled. know about that because... She lives in a $3 million condo yeah. and she doesn't pay for it. Yeah. Yeah, so I don't know. It was kind of like, like I said, it was kind of an oxymoron. I was a little confused by her saying that. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I don't know. Maybe yeah, it was, I understand that. Maybe her dad was one that would kind of spoil her and maybe her mom really didn't. I mean, it, I don't think her mom works, so technically it is her dad's money. I mean... so. It would be hard not to spoil your kids when you made multi-billions of dollars. I mean, how would you not... Right. He's not a multi-millionaire. He's a multi-billionaire. Oh, God. I can't even imagine having that kind of money. Well, I I don't don't even know what it's like to not live paycheck to paycheck. Right? Oh, me too. I mean... (laughs) 
<laughs> I made $45 in tips today. At, you were uh, probably stoked. And right? I was like, yes, I've yeah. got cash in my wallet. Yeah. Sad. And then I went and bought gas on the way home. And then there now it goes. No, yeah, exactly. <laughs> no money. Exactly. Um, but, yeah, so Dorothy, she goes to have singing lessons with Cece. Cece seems, like, sweet. I would she totally seems- like to go and just be like, have a voice lesson with her just because she seems so fun and so cool. Yeah, she seems kind of like the prototypical, like, voice trainer, you know? Not that I know what voice trainers are like, but (laughs) she was just so upbeat and her, like, everything she said, her emphasis on everything, her voice, you know, it was just... She just seems like that kind of a like coach in Hollywood, and she was cute. So yeah, and it was funny all the exercises. I mean, those are what you see people yeah. do. Well, and, um, and it is what you do. I used to sing, um, and yeah, that all of that kind of stuff, all working on her diaphragm and everything. That's exactly what exactly what you do. But um, you could actually hear Dorothy's voice changing when she was doing the mm-hmm. vocal exercises. But will she get into singing? I don't know. Johnny um, did say, gave us a little spoiler alert, that someone was coming out with a single at I the think, end of the season. I think it might be Taylor, though, because... Two people. No, he said two people, remember? Really? Mm-hmm. Okay, and I said, oh, is it two singles or one duet? And he said, no, it's two separate singles. The only reason I don't think it was Dorothy, sorry, my foot's like stuck under here, um, <laughs> is because she didn't really give any hints as to being interested in singing. She said, oh, I used to sing, you know, choir, blah, blah, blah. But she didn't say, oh, I really miss it, or... But she did say, well, Cece really wants me to explore my voice more. She wants me to explore my singing voice more. Maybe. (laughs) Maybe it was a very subtle hint. I don't know. Then we can have a three-way face-off with um, Dorothy, Taylor, and Sheena. (laughs) We brought up her last week. The Battle of the Reality Star Singers. Yeah, I think that, I mean, the little that I heard from Dorothy just sounds better than Sheena already, so. (laughs) Right, oh my goodness. Just saying. Yeah, well, we'll see what what she does with her voice. Do you find her voice annoying? Like, Um, when I first started watching the show, I think I I thought to myself, wow, her voice is a little obnoxious, but, but I know a lot of people that have... It's so funny. So there's this guy that I work with at NFL Network, and he has... When I first heard his voice, I was... It's just... Not not like Dorothy's. It's just, like, very abrasive. It's, hey, I am... Like, it's just... I, I hope can't he's even, watching. I know. <laughs> I, I'm not even going to say his name, but anyways. Oh, I, he knows who he is. Yeah, <laughs> it, it was, it was shocking like. when I first heard it, but now that I've been working with him for quite some time, it's less and less shocking to yeah, me. Yeah, you get used to it. Yeah, I think so I've gotten I think, used to her voice. I think that if you can get past the initial shock, um, I think it's not a big deal. Yeah, yeah, I, I agree. Um, okay, so let's move on to my favorite couple. Yes, Morgan and Brandon, the best couple. Um, they honestly, I, I mean, I've always loved them, but I continue to love them more and more each episode. Yeah. Um, and I, I think it's just because they're very relatable. Even though they have all this money, they're their situations are very relatable and how they deal with each other is very relatable and real. So I like them. Um, You know, in this whole episode for them, it was about compromising on all of their finances and, you know, Morgan having to maybe cut back on some spending and Brendan maybe sometimes realizing that he can spend some of the money that he does have. Um, 
So, I mean, what did you think about that that whole situation? I agree with you in the sense of they're very relatable, and we've been saying that all season. Yeah. That it's just nice to see, even though, obviously, Brendan is selling this $22 million house, which... You even mentioned before while we were watching the show, like, oh my gosh, I can't even imagine what the commission is on that. And it's true. I mean, he's going to make a lot of money from that. But it's nice for him to kind of acknowledge that, all right, he realizes that he doesn't spend nearly as much as Morgan does. And now that they're going to be living together, and I don't know what her income is um, through right. her blog, if she makes oh, any money through that. I'm sure she makes some money off sponsorships and stuff like Absolutely that. Absolutely, advertising, But yeah. I'm sure he makes a lot more than her, and he'll be the one that's the main breadwinner. So it's kind of nice to see somewhat of a real-world conversation between the two of them that, you know, we really have to watch our finances, and we can't just be spending willy-nilly, right. even though they are going to London, which will be nice. <laughs> For an engagement Trip. Engagement trip, yeah. Right. And then when they come home, they'll have the engagement party. Yeah. Naturally, why not celebrate twice? And I know. Overseas? I know. He's like, why don't we just go to Napa? She's like, that's too close. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. Um, well, we had two people this episode kind of give them advice. We had Morgan's mom when they were trying on dresses. And that was so fun for me. I'm like, I don't know why I have this weird obsession with weddings and wedding dresses. Like, I'm not getting married anytime soon, but I can pin wedding stuff on my Pinterest yeah. for, like, hours. I know. See, I have to, like, unfollow that board from my friends that have that <laughs> wedding board because I'm nowhere near getting married. I don't want to see that right now. Yeah, like, I found my dream I could wedding do the dress same the other thing. day. I could totally do the same thing, but then I would just be depressed because I have no boyfriend and not even <laughs> an inkling of a thought of marriage anytime that's soon. that's okay. So. You're young. We're both young. You're younger than me, so you can't say that. Well, we're both young. Um, yeah, I found my my dream wedding dress the other day, and I'm like, well, by the time I get married, it will either not exist yeah. or I'll have liked something completely different. Um, but anyway, so her mom, when they're trying on dresses, a couple of the dresses she tried on we really liked. One, we were iffy on, but I'm sure none of them are the ones she chose. Yeah. Can't jeweled, give it away. And the jeweled one was seemed like the one that she liked the most, which yeah, I was just, really surprised because it didn't seem like her style. Well, and she even said, this is not me at all, but I really like it. And that's what I said. I don't. I didn't picture it as a wedding dress. It was pretty, but I don't know. It wasn't my favorite. Yeah. Um, so anyway, her mom said that, you know, Morgan said, oh, Brendan thinks I'm being ridiculous because I want to go on this engagement trip and he thinks I'm spending too much money. And her mom was like, well, he's absolutely right. Yeah. She's <laughs> Which great. I was so glad to hear. And she pretty much said, you are not going to be under our tab anymore. Our bills, we're not going to be paying anything for you. This is something you and your husband are going to have to figure out. You know, it's you two now and your money. Um, and I think that really resonated with her. Yeah. And, um, you know, towards the end, we see that they both talk, and she even says, you know, if this is going to be too much for us, we do not need to go on this engagement trip. And then I think after talking to Mauricio, Brendan felt like, oh, well, I'm going to be really good in the business department, yeah. and I'm going to be making a lot of money. We can go to London and see yeah, right. deal. So he's like, no, we'll go on the engagement trip. I know. I love Mauricio. He's great. And I mean, it was nice to hear he kind of could give the same relatable advice to Brendan because when he first met Kyle, 
he said, you know, I wasn't making a lot of money. I was working every day. Mm-hmm. She obviously came from a similar family situation as Morgan yep. growing up in Beverly Hills with a lot of privilege. And so it was, I think that also kind of maybe put Brendan's mind at ease, even though his family was pretty well off too, right? I mean, he grew up. Yeah, they were definitely not poor or middle class by any yeah. means, I don't think, but they didn't grow up in Beverly Hills, which, and it is a totally different world out here. Yeah. You know, I'm from the East Coast, and so coming out here when I moved out here, it definitely was a big change. Just, it's very, you know, centered on material items and looks and, you I know, mean, money. Even so. coming from Long Beach, which is just, I don't know, with no traffic about 30 to 40 minutes south. Mm-hmm. Um, that's where I grew up, and it's completely different. Right. So, and sometimes I get, like, a little bit wrapped up in it because I we see this stuff, obviously. We see the rich kids on TV. We are around it all the time. We're both in the entertainment industry, so we're around, like, the lavish lifestyles all the time. And I sometimes forget that I'm on a beer budget and I can't be spending like <laughs> I have the champagne. <laughs> yeah. And uh, it's it's crazy. It's, it's definitely a, a weird place to live. Well, and I totally relate to Brendan when he talks about how there's a pressure to make that kind of mm-hmm. money. Because you do out here, you feel like you need to step up to that bar so that you can actually enjoy life out here. Because yeah. it almost seems like if you don't have that kind of money... You're never fully gonna be able to fit in with anyone here. So yeah. I, I, I mean, especially with Morgan growing up in Beverly Hills and probably knowing, oh, you know, everyone knowing a lot of people, it is. It's a big pressure for him. Yeah, I think so. he'll be fine though because clearly Mauricio, he just to a thirty-eight his, million dollar house. Yeah, Mauricio is his boss and thinks that he's doing a great job, and it sounds like he's doing a great job and. I don't even know what the commission would be on something like that. It's a lot. I mean, high six figures, if not seven figures. Yeah, I mean, that's more... $38 million, than, definitely a seven-figure seven Yeah, commission. and that's well over the amount that somebody, the average American makes in probably even, like, two years, three years. Oh, my God. You know? Average? That's, like, a long time. I know. Oh, my God. I, um... I couldn't imagine. And think about it. He probably works a couple months, right, and makes that commission. Like he just said, he listed that $38 million house, and he was looking at a $22 million house. Yeah. So it's not like he has one project at once. They're going to be fine. Yeah. <laughs> they are going to be I know. If you fine. think about it, if he's listing houses at that price, he could list, like, two or three houses a year and be fine. Oh, for sure. I mean... Not if she's buying a, a Badgley Mishka dress. Okay, he could list five <laughs> houses a year, six houses a year. Right, 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 right. He could list one house a month, 12 houses a year, one a month. That's, like... Would be a ridiculous uh, yeah. amount of money. Yeah. Well, good for Brendan. I yeah. need to get into real estate. Or <laughs> what find are we doing? a man in real estate. <laughs> Bingo. Okay, next... Bobby, I wrote on our little notes, Bobby versus everyone. Yeah. <laughs> Mostly Roxy, but everyone is kind of all circled up in this Bobby drama. Yeah, and Taylor just seems like just so naive to it. Because she keeps saying, I really want everyone to meet this fun, happy Bobby that I love so much. And first off, okay. She, I think she throws the love word around a little too loosely. Yeah, I mean, it's definitely quick, 
for sure. We always say we don't know exactly the timeline of it. It's it's longer than you think, but it's still not that long. Yeah. Like six months tops. Yeah, so I just feel, I don't know, I feel like, like I said, I think she's a little naive to the whole situation, yeah. and he's just, I don't know, I, I can't even really decide if I think he's a total user, um, like a lot of people are insinuating on the show for next week, but I think he's just... I don't know. He's Do you just, find him sincere at all? No, no, no. Definitely not. Because if he really felt like apologizing, which I, I meant to bring it up during the episode to you, is why didn't he just say, Roxy, look, I'm really sorry that I said those hurtful things. It was a joke, but I realized that it should not, I should not have said that. It wasn't funny. I apologize. You know, right. can we please move on and and squash this? But he just kept trying to say, I don't understand why you think that <laughs> you're so upset over something that was said in a joking manner. Like, yeah. it was kind he of like... He sounds exactly like that. Right? <laughs> like, it was a little bit of... And this is a... I had learned about this kind of technique, speaking technique, whatever, um, a while back from one of my professors, that if you're in, like, a conflict... And you say, you, you, like, you did this and you did this. It's just going to make the person super defensive more, and yeah. it's not going to solve anything. But if you say, it upset me the way that you said that, you know what I mean? Like, make it about instead your of being feelings. So accusatory. Instead of, yes, instead of attacking the person. That's how I felt like, I felt like he was just attacking her instead of just owning up and apologizing. It's so simple to just say you're sorry and you didn't mean to hurt their feelings. Right. But he never said I'm sorry or anything in the entire time he's ever tried to quote unquote apologize to her. Right. No, it's very true. He's never never just flat out said I'm sorry. Yeah, and people forget about how far those two little words can go. Yeah. They think that they need to do, you know, this grand apology or they just dance around the whole situation itself. And if you just simply say, I'm sorry, I messed up, I'm sorry. Right. Well, okay, so, so easy. we at the um, at the opening for Bellas Magazine last episode, Roxy, we thought was very mature and saying, this is Taylor's night, we're not going to deal with it tonight. Okay, great, dealt with fine. <laughs> this episode, I was taken aback a little bit by Roxy and how she very immaturely to me was like no i'm not dealing with this not today i don't want to listen to you blah 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 like i felt like today he really did was trying to you know what and even if it's for taylor's sake he's trying to make things better because he likes her yeah and roxy was like being such a little brat about it yeah i did i felt like that was old roxy back all back you know yeah all over again i should say um it was just very immature, you know, and... Well, and she was saying, you're a father. That, you have a kid. That was I feel below really the belt. Yeah. bad for your kid. First of all, Roxy's never met his child. They only found out that he had a child through Instagram. He clearly was not going to be talking about his kid on the show. And so he even says, oh, okay, you're going to bring my child into this now? Yeah. And I think she, that was rude. It was. And she... Obviously, like she's said a million times, doesn't even really know him. So who is she to accuse him of being a bad father and say, just because... I think this whole situation obviously got way blown out of proportion because... Oh my god, yes. Okay, whatever. He said something that 
wasn't it wasn't even that big of a deal. He said that you made out with someone's boyfriend in high school. Okay, whatever. Right. It's in the grand scheme of life, Who is that really going flying? to hurt you and cause you harm and pain? No. Right. Move on. You're right. over it. So I I like I said, I think this whole thing got blown out of proportion. But I just didn't I did not like the way she handled it that day. Mm-mm. It was just very rude and yeah childish and but then also i I, that's why i wish johnny was here so we can ask him questions but you would think once we get someone in here we'll ask them i know right but you can ask you questions comment along with us on youtube because we love to read them and see what you guys think so talk along with us or tweet us right now at Haley clover where can they find you tina cap um but yeah so i'm just wondering could he have actually picked up the phone and said, and at least left a message maybe and said, hey, Roxy, I know you don't want to speak or maybe not even say that I know you don't want to speak to me, but just say, like, I just wanted to get it out there. I just wanted to apologize and hope we can move forward, blah, 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 right. goodbye. Oh, email, whatever. You yeah. have written something. But then again, you know, we don't know all the behind-the-scenes stuff that happens when they're not filming, so. Right. Well, and I understand him, too, being like, listen, Taylor, I'm kind of over putting myself out there. If she's, if I've done it a couple of times, she's not going to accept. I'm just done. And, like, it is what it is. Yeah, and, like, we both agreed the first time she handled it properly. But this time, there was no reason. It was just a pool party. It wasn't like it was some special event or anything. There was no reason for her. She obviously did it with Morgan, walked off and talked to her. There was no reason for her not to step aside and just let him apologize. Right. Regardless if you like him or not. Right. It's just the courteous thing to do. Right. Well, were you surprised that Morgan was allowing Bobby to come on her engagement trip to London? Um, Not really, because I think Morgan doesn't care so much about other she because she said, which I liked that she said that she said um, to Taylor if he makes you happy if he's gonna make you happy if him being there makes you happy then yeah for sure right and that's that sweet was very that's, nice of her. yeah that's because mm-hmm. I mean we've talked about this before everyone's been in relationships or known somebody at least who's been in a relationship with a guy or girl that their friends don't particularly like right um but you still allow that person to come hang around and do stuff because you care about the friend. So that's true. And I think, I think maybe cause I don't feel like Bobby is necessarily a like shit starter. I, sh- I mean, excuse my language, but that's <laughs> what I, that's the only word I can yeah. think of. Like he, he doesn't seem like he's trying to stir the pot on purpose. So maybe Morgan, you well, know, I think at that dinner to their games, whatever. They were all intoxicated. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, they were drinking all night. Yeah. And I'm sure that had a lot to do with him just blurting out, like, you know. Totally. Whatever. And it's not like he made that up, like he said. Taylor did tell them, but eventually yeah. Taylor's going to get thrown under the bus. And I think Roxy, too, just doesn't want this all to continue going. Like, she doesn't want to be portrayed as a bully, bully yeah. in high school, you know. And we, But, we but she still, kind of looks like one now. Yeah, no, and we still don't know the truth. We still don't know... Right. If she really did do that or what the whole story is. Right. Yeah. I don't know if we'll ever find out. Um, I hope so. Yeah. That's something hopefully they don't leave as like a cliffhanger at the end of the season. I feel like they might, though. <laughs> Just so that we watch again. Just because it's one of those things that it's like, well, it doesn't really matter if it happened or not. It just was good drama. Right. You know? I think. I don't know. Oh, another thing I wrote in my notes that I wanted to talk about. 
Morgan's body is banging. Yeah. I said that to you while we were watching, but I was like, do you think her boobs are real or fake? And I will totally ask her when she's here, but we think they're real. No, they are real. I'm like 99% sure. Yeah. Because she, I, she I always mean, says, like, nice boobs. she always says, like, oh, I'll admit, I've had my lips done, I've had Botox. Like, oh, but you know, never like, her boobs. Yeah, I'm 99% sure Like, she's real. got, like, Kate Upton type boobies. But she has a way better body than Kate Upton. Kate yeah. Upton, I don't even think, has a nice body. I mean, I she think just, she has a nice body, but Morgan's body is no, banging. No, Kate Upton has a weird, like, torso. It's not, <laughs> it's very boyish, and she just has huge boobs. Morgan's, yeah. like, slender and more, like, like womanly. giant boobs. Yeah. Yeah. And she actually has a really cute butt, too. Like, yeah, she's the other, got a bang one butt. of the, I think it was the last episode or something, she turned, she was wearing either, like, yoga pants or something, and I'm like, oh my gosh, like, I expected her to have, like, no butt and uh-huh. be just really thin, but she actually had a cute little butt, too. I'm like, damn you. Right? She's got it all. It's perfect. Must be all that cycling they do. Yeah. <laughs> I know. I took a spin class this morning. Nice. Favorite. It's a hard workout. It's so hard, it's but so it's good, so though. good. Mm-hmm. I think that might be so why I'm good. so tired. Right? Oh, yeah. For <laughs> real. Okay, so do we have... Is there anything else that we should be talking about before we do our predictions? I think do we... Do we leave anything out? No, I think we pretty much covered... Well, we... What we didn't really talk about Morgan and Roxy's oh encounter. talk okay yeah, yeah yeah you're totally right do you uh, like I was kind of surprised that Morgan the way that she just was kind of well we all lose friends in adulthood and, yeah so nonchalantly was yeah like, it seemed like she didn't really care if her and Roxy stayed friends I think Morgan Moore <coughs> just wants to get it like over with like she just wants to end this it is what it is if they're going to, like she said if you want to call me call me if I want to call you I'm going to call you it shouldn't be weird if you don't want to call me that's fine also yeah um, and she extended that invitation to London and then this is where we get into prediction territory she reads an email off Morgan does and Roxy says you know because of everything that's been going on she doesn't think that she should go to London I don't know. I think it's... That just continues the drama, you know? Like, yeah. go to London. Who, like, who turns down a trip to London? And if you were <laughs> friends for 10 years... This is another situation that I think has gotten blown out of proportion. Nothing really bad happened. Neither of them, like... Right, it's over. Brendan's over it. Yeah. He's like, you know what, whatever. I, there's another $38 million listing yeah, on the market. Yeah, but who Ro- it crap. seems like Roxy's holding on to it so much more than Morgan. She, I think, was really upset about how Morgan handled it and talked to her and was so, you know, she always says it's so dramatic. Like, she's the kind of person where if she catches, like, a five-inch fish, she caught, like, a ten-foot fish. That's how I kind of picture that. She's like, oh, my God, she was yelling at me and attacking me and blah, blah, blah. Morgan was a little, yes, she was a little heated and maybe raised her voice a little bit, but I didn't look at it as she was, like, attacking her, attacking her. No, I agree. I think that, like I said, I think she just kind of blew that out of proportion a little. For sure. I agree. Well, we'll see what happens next week. We can, let's predict everything else. All right. And now, you're after Buzz TV. How funny would it be one day if they just had someone dress up as in like an alien costume and they just ran across without us knowing? <laughs> or we like, like popped up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. Do you have any predictions? I think 
I want... I want to predict one way, but I don't think it's actually going to happen. I want to predict that even though Roxy sends that email, she does end up going on Lon- on the London trip. But I don't. I just feel like she probably doesn't go. Well, I don't think she goes because we see videos of the London trip, and she's not on like the double decker bus or anything. Oh, that's right. I forgot. She's not there. I don't think so she's there. Right. She doesn't go. I think regardless of her going or not, I think that they're still going to have a great time. I and think, oh yeah. Do you think there's going to be a lot of drama on the trip or no, because Roxy's think, not there? I don't think there'll be any drama. Or, I mean, there might be. Now, well, no, we saw Johnny call out. Yes. I, I hope he comes in next week because he said in the uh, previews for the next episode, well, let me, can let me speak for her. And right. I'm like interested to know because obviously I think Taylor. So will, something happens with she, Taylor and Bobby yeah. where they have. Some kind of weird, and Taylor must talk to Johnny about it and right. tell and like honestly tell him what she's thinking, right? And she probably is afraid to tell Bobby, and so Johnny, you know, being the knight in shining armor that he is, steps Love up Johnny. to yeah. Steps well, up and to he help told us when he first came in that you know he was the first one to say that he was using her, so he yeah. had no problem whatsoever. You know, saying that out loud and voicing his opinion about Bobby. So, yeah, I'm interested to see what happens with that, for sure. Yeah. And with the strip club that the boys obviously end up in. Yeah. Um, I don't know whether they're doing that just for fun or whether it was a bachelor party. I know, and then was it a bachelor party it for Sachi Brendan? that was taking pictures? Yes. Who's one of Brendan's good friends, so. Right, and you know what, and I'm sure it was meant to be harmless, yeah. but if for some reason that got out to the girls and they didn't know that's where they were and they said they were somewhere else, or whatever, and Morgan yeah. saw it. Johnny thinks that they can get just some trouble, and I could see them being mad about it for sure. Yeah, one thing we did actually forget to talk about was Bobby pitching the whole oh. club idea to the Hoff. Hoff's Hideaway present Blind Dragon Who presents Hoff's Hideaway. Very into it, actually, yes. into the idea. When we kept seeing that promo, I thought. Oh great! They're portraying him as you know, as the user. He's like going to come out and be like, "Hey, want to go to into business with me?" But it sounds like they talked about it previously, yeah. and he's like all about it. Yeah. So I guess we'll find out. I think maybe we'll find out a little bit more about it next week. Um, I think maybe that might have something to well, do and with the whole Well, didn't they want to do a blind dragon in, was it the UK, where he wanted to do it? Yeah, and then... And then he said he has friends in Germany. people in Germany, yeah. So they were going to do Blind Dragon Presents Hoff's Hideaway. Right. <laughs> so clever. How many things can the Hoff put his name on before he before he dies? Like a... Th- a million. A million. It's the best name <laughs> that ever. That guy so. knows how to brand himself. That is for sure. I could take some pointers. I know. Really. <laughs> Me too. Yeah, we could use some advice. God. We need Taylor and the Hasselhoff to come on the show. That would, that be, would be cool. so much fun. That would be we should cool. see if, at the very least, if we could do like a spotlight on with the yeah, both of them. Yeah, that would be fun. Yeah. I think our fans would like that too. For sure. Um, we are definitely, we are trying to get people on the show. We swear to God. <laughs> but you understand that ever these people have very busy lives and they're clearly going on trips and doing all this fun stuff all the yes. time. So <laughs> we're trying, but we have to accommodate to their busy schedules, which we don't mind. Absolutely. So. But if you had, you know, some of the cast, who are your favorites and who would you really like to see on the show or who would you like to see us do some spotlight ons with comment below so we can figure that out for you. Yes. 
Well, Christina, do you have any other comments for us this week? I think we really covered it all. Yeah, I think we're in for a good episode next Sunday. Yeah, I'm excited for London. Yes, <laughs> London. London's calling. Yes. Okay, everyone, thank you so much for watching. Remember to subscribe on YouTube and follow us on Twitter. You can find me at Haley Clover on Twitter and Instagram. Christina, where can they find you? You can find me on Twitter or Instagram at Tina Cap. Yeah, tweet us your questions. Tweet all of the cast members your questions. They always live tweet, and they love, 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 love answering all of those. So thank you for watching. We will see you next week. Goodbye. From executive producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other after shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz you later. The views expressed herein are those of the host only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals. 